Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. Influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will put your words in my mouth. And I'm not here to give a very good presentation so that they can take notes. I'm here to be a vessel used by you so that you will have your way and build your kingdom over your children. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. A few weeks ago, we felt in our hearts to start asking this question. Why are we gathered here? And we are still dwelling in this place. And we, our motto was to go back to the early church, how the early church started functioning. And the early church had few things as their pillar. And the church was never supposed to be a service. Church was never supposed to be a place where we go to. A church is not a building you go to. Church is not a meeting you attend to. Church is a family you belong to. And we talked about how the early church functioned. And then we, we started unpacking each aspects of the pillars of the early church. And this morning, we'll talk about the prayer aspect. And I believe prayer is one of the last art in the body of Christ. And we have ready-made prayers. We, have, we know prayers that's like one-size-fits-all prayer kind of thing. You know, when I used to be so big, as some of you might know, I'm still, I have that old profile picture on, on my Facebook. I used to be 115 kilos, so big. I was floating you know, so I was floating and one day the Holy Spirit said, if you keep eating like this, you're going to come home sooner than I thought. So I have to redesign my lifestyle, what to eat, what not to eat. So this morning I got breakfast for the staff and for my son. My son likes masala vada and it's been three years I ate a masala vada and because one you eat, it's fine, but I cannot stop with one. That was my problem. So anyway, we started... You know, we have this ready-made prayers, right? We know how to pray for food. We know how to pray when you sit in the car. We know how to pray for the birthdays. We know how to pray for things. But this is not just a prayer that one size fits all. Prayer is not an event. It's a lifestyle. So we've talked about this. These are the seven things that the Holy Church had. Worship, word, communion, prayer and fasting. Not the last week. The previous week we talked about fasting and then evangelism giving and discipleship. We covered pretty much evangelism, discipleship and fasting and we haven't dealt with the whole aspect of worship and prayer and some of the stuff. So we will see how the Lord leads. So this morning I felt in my heart to talk a little bit about prayer but then spend a good chunk of time to pray after we talk, you know, so that it will be a, a something that we can cultivate, not just a habit or a ritual but becomes part of our lifestyle. Amen? So, just a couple of statements I want to make. Prayer is a dialogue between you and God. It's not a monologue. It's not bringing a grocery list before God and saying, do this, do this, do this and put a tag called in Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> we sometimes say this, no? We all, we have these things and God knows exactly you're going to close the prayer. You know how He knows? All glory and honor and praise. He knows. This guy is going to finish the prayer. He's going to come back again. And this is what, it's a dialogue between you and God. You talk, he listens. He talks, you listen. What is prayer? You talk, he listens. 
and then he talks you listen and seldomly the second part we do it why because we are in a hurry we are so busy we just wanted to dump our worries on to god and we have a scripture for that cast all your burdens to him and then we will carry on with our lives no you talk he listens he talks you listen it's a monologue it's not a monologue it's a dialogue and here it's not a ritual nor a tradition but is essential for our daily living it's like breathing the moment you stop breathing you are dead and many christians are walking dead why because they are not breathe they don't exercise this art of prayer this prayer they don't have they know the ready made prayers because we have taught we have been taught from the childhood isaac and asha can pull out a prayer when they sit in the car they know what to pray for when they sit before chicken 65 and tandoori chicken kebabs and roti and all those things he know what to pray for asha knows what to pray for if she sits in front of a pasta you know so that we have trained well we are trained well from the early stage but we are not trained how to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer now leonard renovel i don't know whether you heard about it this guy said something very powerful he wrote a lot of books on prayer and couple of statements we're going to make a man who is intimate with god is not intimidated by men come on look up in the screen read this louder with me 1 2 3 a man who is intimate with god is not intimidated by men so what is intimate the best definition of intimate means into me you can see that means god can see who you are inside and we all have a pretense right pretense prayers we can pretend that we are doing well you know we always have this colloquial language like how are you what's up man i'm doing well but inside we are imploring and god knows how intimate if you come to with that intimate heart you will not be intimidated by what's going around and this is what john wesley again one of my heroes in faith he said a family altar will alter many families amen let's read this one more time 1 2 3 a family altar will alter many families and today there is no family altar we have replaced the family altar with the television we have replaced the family altar with youtube or prime videos or you know whatever it is i'm not against those things i have those things also but you need to check in your heart if anything has taken the place that jesus deserved to be seated that's the altar that you are giving importance to it could be even food ministry whatever it is family altar will alter many families how many of you believe this yes it's very important i'm not talking about grabbing your children together just praying a little prayer i'm talking about inviting holy spirit in every area of your lives and this is very important and recently we are teaching our kids they are only 5 and 8 and recently i felt in my heart to really teach the kids they get up in the morning the first thing they do is they take their toys and start praying and i said to them go on your knees say to jesus this i want to love you more know you better than yesterday i want to hear your voice and i'm teaching them and i tell them once they come out from prayer i ask them what did you hear from jesus and the kids are the most honest creatures in the whole world <laughs> and they said nothing we at least will make it up right parsu taviyanar asai vadinar you know we will say all those you know to make it looks like i asked i said what did you hear from jesus nothing and then he will take his toy and go back and and i said to him next time wait a little bit and he waits for 10 seconds come back what did you hear nothing daddy 
and you know it's interesting sometimes he comes up and he says i saw this jesus doing this blah 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 you know it's so beautiful but that's something that we have to cultivate now let's go this there are few kinds of prayers number one thanksgiving praise requests petitions and decree we don't have time to go into all of these you know i'm trying to summarize the whole prayer topic in 30 minutes and then give you another 10 15 minutes to pray so thanksgiving that's what we did psalms 100 enter his gates with thanksgiving you don't go to god with a complaint list you come with a thanksgiving praise is what he has done worship is who he is so we thank him amen a thankful heart a grateful heart is easy to worship god ungrateful heart cannot worship god now i want you to do one thing okay i'm standing right so you can stand with me for 30 seconds all of you 30 seconds lift up your hands and thank him for what he has done it could be even this morning isaac really appreciated the masala vada that i got for him it could be simple things like that or it could be your your grandmother got saved or something big thing like whatever so lift up your hands come on church if you have hands lifted up if you don't have i'm not going to ask you if you have hands lifted up and say god i thank you come on open your mouth thank him 30 seconds mashilandura karalama thank you holy spirit nandri yesuve nee seidha sagala upagarangalukku nandri umude rakshippukku nandri umude kirubaikku nandri thank you for your grace for your mercy for a new life thank you for breathing your life over us thank you for speaking to us thank you that when we fall you don't condemn us but you convict us so that we can come back to you thank you jesus amen hallelujah please be seated this is called thanksgiving then it's praise we praise is we exalt his name praise is not flattery praise is different from flattery flattery you can hear from the politician stage <laughs> the politics when they talk they will so highly talk or some you know the, the awards that cinema actors are getting the other ones will exalt themselves so high but then they they talk back you know behind this uh, screens they will talk all sorts of nonsense that's not praise that's flattery you know in tamil they say megapaduthi pesuvathu no we are not praise we can never exaggerate god's goodness do you know that we can never exaggerate god's goodness so praise is the magnificence of god you are uttering like psalm 139 who can who can hide from your presence lord i go up you are there i go down you are there what is he talking about he's talking about the omnipotent of god the omnipresence of god by your breath you were created we were created what can you create with your breath honestly after eating you know dry fish curry and appam nothing you can create out of your breath you know so <laughs> emmanuel is saying no 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 it's true you know so this is the reality so praise and then request bible calls it you know it's a request you don't do it just like that it you do it with praise and thanksgiving and then petitions which is basically intercession what you just did for 5 to 7 minutes and finally decree what god has spoken in your spirit you agree with him and you decree okay so now First Timothy 2 verse 1 to 3 says I urge you brothers and sisters then first of all that petitions and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and for all those in authority that we may live a peaceful quiet lives in all godliness and holiness this is good and pleases God our savior 
Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Sometimes people say, God knows my needs, I don't need to even pray. You're not praying for His sake, you're praying for your sake. That you are coming in closer. Intimate means you are taking a moment to come into His presence so that you and Him can be intertwined together. And then the verse 7 says, The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. What is surpasses all understanding means? That you give up your right to understand. Sudden things are outside your logical interpretations. Certain things. Not all the things of God, not all the ways of God are logically, can be logically interpreted. Some of them are outside your logical interpretation. Transcends means, uh, transcends all understanding means giving up your right to understand. Now, I have said this briefly, I'm going to share this. We don't, don't dwell in this for long because I want to spend a good chunk of time. This all still a backdrop we are doing some foundational work. Three hindrances to prayer, you know, hidden sins, distractions, and busyness syndrome. These are the three hindrances to prayer. We are so busy. And you are busy by being busy. <laughs> you know, why are you busy? I'm busy by being busy. And sometimes, you know, I don't know, there was a Tamil joke one guy said, why, why are you tired? I am tired because I am tired. You know, and sometimes like that, we are busy because I am busy. And we have so we are so busy and some of you see CMCIs, you know you work so long shifts and you have lots of exams and papers to submit and you are so tired when you come to your room or to your home and you have no left energy to cry out to the Lord or to share and the busyness syndrome distraction another thing mobile phone is number one distraction for our lives and then the hidden sins what is the hidden sins we live a double life a dubious lifestyle Sunday life and then a weekend life Monday to Friday work for the work for the CMC Friday night to Saturday night it's for me Sunday Kumbaya my Lord Kumbaya <laughs> it's not going to work like that God is not going to hear our prayers because we have that hidden sin lifestyle now three modes of prayer and I've shared this in my daily journals uh, the devotions I shared the first mode of prayer is praying from the flesh what we see hear touch smell and taste that's basically a fighting position what is the position? Fighting. Like you are trying to get things, you know. And one guy told me, Anna, I am praying for this girl to say yes. She said no. Three days fasting, Anna. I don't understand the connection between her no to his three days fasting. Is God is going to chew his nails and say, twist her heart to say yes? You understand? We kind of, we, what we feel, what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we smell, what we taste. It's most a fleshly prayer. And that's why we have to move from the outer court to inner court to the Holy of Holies. It's a fleshly prayer. And I have done fleshly prayer. You probably might have done fleshly prayer. But it's nothing to condemn anybody. That's how we grow in life. Next prayer is the prayer from the soul. What we think, what we feel and what needs to happen. And that's the soulish prayer. I want this. You know, I want this. It's, I don't care if God wants, but I want it. I feel this is good for me. So I want to do this. I think this is a good idea. Let me tell you this. I've said this before. Good idea does not mean God idea. You can have a very good idea. What was one good idea that Abraham received from his wife? 
we both don't have kids sleep with my ayyo sollungala tell me sleep with my maid that comes from a husband huh? <laughs> you know i have some humor coming out but the holy spirit is saying stop it the holy spirit is sitting in the front of me you know whenever my wife sits in the front it's like a filter goes around in my mind <laughs> so i anyway i i'm prompted to the holy spirit so husband is saying good idea and then what happened still guys we are recording still we are paying the consequence of that good idea does not mean god idea what what was that prayer it was a soulish prayer she thought she felt and she said to herself it's probably the good idea and there is another prayer that's the prayer from the spirit that means your spirit surrendered to the spirit of god the fleshly prayer is fighting the soulish prayer is striving the spirit prayer is striving amen what is striving it's no more a competition whether you win this prayer or not it's christ you are at rest one of my nigerian friend he used to sing this song his name is babatunde and he used to sing the song do your best leave the rest that's that's the spirit prayer do your best what is the best thing you can do surrender amen when you do your best you are not fighting you are not striving you are thriving how do you thrive this is the ultra kingdom right you go high by going low you live by dying you you surrender you conquer by surrendering this is the ultra kingdom so that's how god wants us to pray he doesn't want us to pray from the flesh how many of you watch chosen the second season have you watched the first episode only 2 3 4 5 i please do yourself a favor download it's free watch this okay and this is the interesting dialogue this jesus and james and john they meet the samaritans and the samaritans do this uh, uh, i think they are partially indians they do this you know <laughs> they spit on jesus and james and john turns back to jesus and say you said you have power let's call fire and brimstone to come upon us remember that scene yeah and then jesus looks at says what kind of what kind of mind you have you know what is that it's the is addressing this mind the the soul it's good no and then he's leading them into the spirit led prayer and i tell you guys sometimes we think it's good and then we we fall into the trap but then there's a big price we pay for that and that's why holy spirit is inviting us to pray from the spirit now let's keep going on how do you pray from the spirit romans 8 26 to 28 it's a scripture that we all know because the verse 28 everybody knows all things work together for good for those who love god who call according to his purpose many of you know that scripture yes or no can i see your hand who know the scripture but that scripture is actually sitting on a foundation of the rest two scriptures 26 and 27 that's the foundation i many years ago i preached a sermon on cut and paste theology we take one and we make a theology out of it and we live a lifestyle like one guy he was married five times the pastor asked why are you keep on marrying divorcing keep on marrying he said it's very biblical how come it's biblical it's in the bible show me a scripture he said i can do all things through christ who strengthens me 
it's a real true story in africa i don't want to mention the name of the country it's a real true story this is the reality so romans 8 26 to 28 look at this verse the spirit helps us in our weaknesses hello human body we are weak yes no matter how many boost you drink you are still weak spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we out to pray what we must pray how many of you when you come to prayer you still you are in a place of loss of words you don't know how to pray yes yes what do you do that time that's where it says the spirit himself intercedes for us what is intercession standing in the gap intercedes for us through the wallless grounds and then verse 27 and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for god's people who are you you are god's people in accordance with the will of god now one small example you see a nice ferrari or a porsche car parked in front of grt hotel and next to it is your maruti or your ambassador or your innova is standing there and you put your hand on the porch and you say rashalandaramakala give me this lord i claim this you know you know what the when you when he spoke in tongues what the spirit is saying the spirit is saying don't give him lord he is going to get killed let's the toyota let him stay with the same toyota for long time why because the spirit of god is praying with accordance with the will of god see god is interested to bless you but he is not interested that your blessings that he gives will kill you you understand it's very important now that's why he is asking us to pray in the spirit how can you pray in the spirit that your spirit surrendered to the spirit of god and that's where we will talk next 10 15 minutes you know and then it says in verse 28 and we know all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose in christ jesus now we take this verse and say god works everything for good but you are praying a soulish prayer it's not going to work there is a fight there is there is striving but then you surrender come under the spirit of god and then god works through things together it's outside your logical interpretation then you say yes god works everything for good according to his riches in glory by christ jesus ephesians 4 11 to 13 now i want to give you a little bit of a backdrop how to pray in the spirit because praying in the spirit it's not just something like you go on a dhyanam meditation it's allowing the holy spirit to pray there are few gifts the holy spirit has given to us but most of the gifts he has given to us is to serve the people but there is one gift he has given to you and me is for our edification personal edification and that's why we will talk this quickly the office gifts you all know this there are five office gifts apostles prophets evangelists in the retreat we talked about it right pastors and teachers this is called the office gifts from here the rest of this function the body functions in ephesians then you go to first corinthians 12 and romans uh, romans 12 and first corinthians 12 it talks about the motivational gifts or administrational practical gifts you have seven of them service exhortation and then you have giving leadership uh, mercy uh, help and administration these are called the practical gifts i leave it up for another one minute so few seconds service exhortation giving leadership mercy help and administration so these are something called practical gifts 
seldomly the church never talks about it because it's kind of it's a, it's not so exotic like you know prophecy or healing or miracles but this is the same holy spirit that gives so these gifts are also important somebody a gift of administration gift of service gift of helping you know in 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 the in the in, in, in the family of papa's house there is a one couple that i really admire the most is mannathar narnav the gift of service they will call previous night and say i am how many people i have to make tea how many of them i should prepare something it's so beautiful it's the sense of take it's inside of them no pressure involved you know and so and that's why i shared last night our challenge because you saw how struggling we were peter left uh, for two months and we don't have anybody sit here and and then it takes hours to put it hours to put it back so that's why i shared the request like we can all jump in because we are not doing a service that you are paying to receive it's a family gathering so we all chip in it's going to go well and this morning brother chenny said i'll bring this i'll do this you know that participation is a natural gift that god has given in the body of christ why he has given us we know this in first corinthians 14 it says for edification encouragement and comfort amen now we will go quickly into this the charismatic gifts people call it spiritual gifts is in first corinthians 12 and there are nine gifts wisdom knowledge discernment prophecy and then you have tongues interpretation of tongues faith healing and miracles so these are the nine gifts if you look at the screen these nine gifts all of these gifts i'll go up one second you see this gift all this is for the body of christ right wisdom is to bless the body of christ knowledge is to bless the body of christ discernment discernment of spirits three kinds of spirits are there god spirit human spirit and devil spirit discern it that's a spirit of discernment prophecy it's a prophecy is not to attract people to you it's to attract people to the creator prophecy and and then you will have this tongues interpretation of tongues faith and healing and miracles but interpretation of tongues is also to the body of christ faith is for the body of christ healing and miracles there is only one thing is for you personally is what is the tongues and church is rightly divided here tongue talking church non tongue talking church and we call ourselves more holy less holy in papa's house we don't belong to any denomination it's a interdenomination we worship a naturally supernatural god amen amen that's it so people ask me are you pentecostal are you lutheran are you csi cni i i say to them no we worship a naturally supernatural god that's it uh, is there any dress code make sure you don't come naked that's the dress code don't come as a birthday suit you know i don't want to see your birthday suit so that's it yes hello amen now we're going to dial on this thing which is very important i want you to pay attention don't close yourself now say now he's going to talking about tongues he's going to say i don't speak in tongues now maybe i'm a second class citizen please don't hear my heart the holy spirit is going to do his work today now three kinds of manifestation of the holy spirit very important to understand when we talk about tongues many times people misinterpret tongues basically means holy spirit if you don't speak in tongues you don't have holy spirit that's a wrong teaching who brought you to jesus my grandmother sister my 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 uncle brought me to who brought you to jesus come on this question you will never go wrong who brought you to jesus holy spirit brought you to jesus who brought you to jesus holy spirit who lives inside of you holy spirit 
So if I say to you, you don't speak in tongues, you don't have Holy Spirit, what does that mean? It's not true. See, we are not talking about you have Holy Spirit or not. We are talking about are you using the Spirit that dwells inside of you. And that's what three kinds of manifestation. Acts 2. You might have seen this in Acts 2. We don't have time to read this. Acts 2, you go there. The bunch of guys were gathered, 120 people. And they were praying. And suddenly the Holy Spirit came in, in a form of fire and rested upon all the 120, including the mother of Jesus was there. And they started speaking human languages. For example, Vellur. Imagine that's the day of Pentecost. Pentecost means 50. They all gathered together. Majority of the people in Vellur speak two languages. Tamil and English. And suddenly the Holy Spirit came and they started speaking and singing and worshipping God in Marathi, in Nepali, in Urdu, in Kannada, in Malayalam. And then people look at this and they said, my goodness, you guys are drunk. And Peter stood up and said, Tasmak doesn't open at 11 o'clock. I added, this is the Charles paraphrase. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the building were shaken. Today it's opposite. The building stays, we are shaking. That's not also. You get my point. This is, this is very important. We think the more louder we are, the more shaking we are, the more powerful we are. No, it's not true. That doesn't mean you have to be like, a, you know, a popu bomber. That means you're just sitting there like a, like just, like a frozen popsicle. No. The church is divided between frozen popsicles and holy rollers. No, it's not. We can come together and see the Holy Spirit works in us. So this is human languages. Very rarely it happens. My grandfather, he was part of the a church called TPM, the Pentecostal Mission. And he was transferred from Tanjavur Faith Home to Pune Faith Home. And he arrived there the next morning. He has to preach. The interpreter got sick. He stood up and preached 45 minutes in pure Hindi. And my grandma said that was the first time and the last time your grandpa spoke Hindi. It was a human language. God anointed specifically. My, I know some of my friends went to China. They were having coffee and they were singing and praying and interceding, praying in tongues. The next to that, there is a Chinese lady crying and crying. She went closer and started talking in Mandarin. They asked, we don't know. We don't know Mandarin. No. And then they find an interpreter. And she said, when you are praying, you are actually singing beautiful things about God in my language. Isn't it beautiful? And she came to know the Lord in a deeper way. So, tongues, this is human languages. 1 Corinthians 12, 8, that's the second manifestation. Someone speaks, someone interprets, not interrupts. That we do that in the church sometimes. Interprets, interpretation is different from translation. I want my wife to come here in the front. You know, what I'm going to say, she's going to translate in Spanish, okay? My name is Charles. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an Indian, but I'm married to a beautiful girl from Spain. And I love uh, tandoori chicken and paella. So thank you so much. That's wonderful. Yeah. So what she did, she took my words and translated in Spanish and gave it to the audience. That's called translation. Interpretation is different. Interpretation, you could speak a longer tongues that the Spirit of God gives you and the interpretation could be something smaller or a smaller tongue interpretation could be longer. Now, why he does that when you speak in tongues two things are important either you are interceding or you are praising God tongues are not tools tongues are not medals of honor by the way how many of you speak in tongues can I see your hand lift up your hands nicely okay when you speak in tongues it does not mean you are a medal of honor tongues are a tools of, for the job 
to fulfill. What is the tools for the job? That you are called to pray a spirit-led prayer. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. This is where it says, read in the scripture. When you pray, you pray, this is called PPL, not IPL, PPL. I will read this scripture alone, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. It's not up in the screen. Uh, it's here. It says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he utter mysteries. So when you pray, and speak in tongues your wife doesn't understand you don't understand most importantly devil doesn't understand when you speak in tongues his diaper is full because he cannot understand what you are saying you understand that's why praying in the spirit is very important and first of all this is not something to twist God's arm this is not to show people that oh I am better than you this is a gift that God gives to the body of Christ freely and 1 Corinthians 14 starts off by saying earnestly pursue these spiritual gifts and when you pray in tongues I wrote down here either an intercession prayer to God or a praise to God that's why you take a few moments and you say start worshipping God you know, in tongues, when you speak in tongues, your mind, I, Charles, don't understand. None of you understood here. But my spirit, remember, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. My spirit is uttering mysteries to God. My spirit is edified. This is nothing to do with denomination, dear friends. This is not Pentecostals. This is not charismatic. This is not weirdos. This is just born again, Christ-centered, spirit-filled you and me are called to do every day what happened sadly denomination came in and we put a tag called spirit filled means you have to speak in tongues non-spirit filled second class it brought a division and separation today church is divided and I am so sad to see church divided throughout the world wherever God takes us to go we share about the Holy Spirit introduce our best friend and we tell them this gift is for everyone and you can receive it I want to pray for you after the church and I'm after the after the so message and you can receive it he gives you a word you just got to speak it you know you know right now some of you speak three four languages you don't learn all those you know before Isaac says water he used to say wawa we know what is wawa means wawa means water Mommy, wawa, we know exactly wawa means water. So when you grow up, when you're born, you don't speak the fluent Malayalam, you know, fluent Tamil, fluent English. You don't say, you come, imagine you come out as a baby and you say, hello mama, <laughs> she will have a heart attack. Hello mama, I want to have kadala chutney and appam. Imagine that she, you come out, the first thing the baby does is cry. And then learn words. Same thing when you pray in tongues. It's the learning of the language on the spirit. You learn. It becomes a word, becomes a phrase. Phrase becomes a sentence. Sentence becomes a, a language. A paragraph. Paragraph becomes a language where you can start communicating. By the way, it's not to show off to people. It's your personal gift to connect with the one who created you. Now, this is what I wrote down. When you pray in the spirit, these are some of the benefits. Four benefits quickly. You to get his heart, love, compassion and mercy for the situation. The numb spirit is broken. You know, when your mind, when you pray, sometimes you think, these people, I have heard pastors said this openly. I don't think our nation will change. I think that's finished. Praise the Lord. All my children are in settled in states. Green card. He's preaching here 40 years, but children are settled in 
states so what you are saying you are cursing the land you are living that's why i don't want to curse the land where i am living why because if i see naturally i don't see anything if you see naturally the green circle chaos what naturally you can come to a conclusion in the nadu urupadad this will not change right but if you see from the spirit you know once a country south korea was so poor their currency was equal to a toilet paper today it's in top g8 countries why prayer every church has got a prayer hill in every south korean city anybody been to south korea i had a privilege of going few times every single person is trained to pray today you go to south korea you don't feel like you are in asia you feel like you are in one of those rich american uh, western countries why prayer you go to brazil more missionaries are sent out of brazil than any other country put together why prayer geneva prayer see guys when you pray in the spirit you know one day you know out of out of 10 nasa scientists three or four of them are indians but you know one day many missionaries will go in different spheres of influence in india and be a blessing amen how come it can happen pray in the spirit now number 2 increases awareness of his presence and the spiritual warfare he has won the battle and we agree with him in the spirit not intimidated by the warfare when you pray in the spirit what happens you the numb spirit is broken this hopeless situation is broken and you start to seeing the heart of god you know we sing the song you know break my heart oh lord make it ever true we sing the song and this is the reality when you pray in the spirit the numb spirit is broken we get the awareness of his presence and i have said this before you and god are majority amen when you pray in the spirit the awareness of his presence you get sense of god with me immanuel god with us number 3 when you pray no more fighting striving but thriving that brings us to a place of rest remember you're not praying from the flesh you are not praying from the soul you are not praying any more from what you think but you are praying from the spirit you are resting you are surrendered you pray the prayers that god prays through you that's why praying in tongues is essential you allow the holy spirit to pray the prayers amen number 4 move from the habit of prayer to ritual or tradition of prayer to a lifestyle of prayer that brings supernatural answers from a supernatural living god so we don't pray for the sake of prayer you know say they say koiluk poi oru thenga odachittu vandruvom they say let's go to the temple break one coconut and come you know we also will say in christ we'll go to church on sunday we'll say stotram to pastor and come otherwise that fellow is going to call where were you brother last week i don't want his sms so we just show the face no you don't come to church to show your face you come to church because is here amen we want to be joined together with the family of his to worship him we pray not just because it's a habit or a ritual or a tradition we pray because our supernatural god brings supernatural answers amen i don't know i told you the story we didn't have money to buy this land all we had was 100 rupees i still have that paper agreement i don't know anybody knows the story where you can make an agreement to buy a land with 100 rupees god said make an agreement with that the rest is history 
God is a faithful God. We worship a supernatural God. We, we worship a God who answers supernatural things beyond our logical interpretation. Now, this is the few things you need to follow when you're praying. Busyness is the death of a prayer. I wrote down a few things. Four simple tests. It all starts with R. Rest. First one, relax. Wait on God. Don't go and say, I'm in a hurry, Lord, do something. No. Wait on God. Take us some time. If you are a morning person, get up early. I heard Sister Mary was telling when we had a retreat, she has a little garden on the top of her house. She will go there. That's her refuge place. She will go there. Early morning, before all these things come, sits there. That's Maybe you are not a morning person. Maybe you are a night person. Everybody is sleeping. You sing, seek your time. Wait upon God. Sit there. Relax. Don't, don't be in a hurry. Number two. It's, you know, it says be still for a minute don't come running into God's presence start talking immediately follow God's admonition be still and know that I am God number two pray briefly request uh, this is not a long list of prayer just say God I bring my request to you I bring I so many things are chaos going around I just give this to you Lord I bring my pain my situations my surroundings you know all this you know just bring it to you cleanse my heart Lord you know, anything, unf- you know, filthiness, you know, hatred, bitterness, resentment, anger, all those things. I pray, I just bring it to your altar. Let's, you know, the Bible says the word cleanses you, right? The word, let him cleanse you. You wait and then let the word pray briefly, bring a request. And number three, you know, the good scriptures are Psalms 139. Search my heart, O God, test my anxious thoughts, open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. And then read a portion of scripture. And this is not the time to do the lottery thing. The, I, I don't know. The last bench people know what I'm talking about. When the teacher is teaching there, back bench will do the book cricket. Have you played book cricket in the school class? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. One holy person accepted to, you know, the book cricket. You do like this. I always win in book cricket. You know, I am the highest scholar in my in my last bench book cricket. You know, so this is not a random portion. Today I'm going to read 117 not 119, 119 takes 27 minutes to read, 117 takes 10 seconds to read, you know, so don't do a random dip, you know, this is where your conversation with God begins speak to you through his word, you speak to him in prayer, read your Bible with when your Bible is open, the mouth of God opens, amen don't so close it and say, I want to feel, no, open the Bible amen, the way you seek his face, by seeking his book, amen Open the Bible. Start, you know, slowly. Don't be in a hurry. Repeatedly. Repeat the, read the passage over and over. Say one verse. Take one verse. Don't, it's not in a fast, how fast you can read. It's not a competition. No need to go and say, I've read five times the Bible in a year. That's not the reason. You read it slowly. You read repeatedly. Sometimes I have to read the letters of Paul again and again. Why? Not just I don't understand here, but also that spirit becomes alive in my spirit. Amen read over and over again what it means Paul said I am content in everything I know how to live abundantly I know how to live without anything what does that mean let the spirit of God speak to you slowly repeatedly without stopping don't stop in one place and then go off in your own journey trail and then create your own theology out of that repeatedly continuously consistently and then loudly that's why it's very important when you find your quiet time and everybody's alone doing you have your time repeat little bit louder it doesn't mean you have to wake up your neighbor but little bit louder in such a way that, that, it, that you, your ears become your own monitor what you are reading Amen this morning I was re- meditating on Psalms 
46 and it says be still and know I'm just my ears could hear what I'm just reading be still and know because greatly we are a little bit in a very uh, restlessness because the house is not built we are staying in Polur and work is going it's and then the Holy Spirit is saying as I'm reading louder be still and know that I am God I could stop and say wow that's true I'm striving I should not strive I surrender be still and know I am God Amen and then systematically that don't take a you know random dip pray in such a way that that you you read consistently the Holy Spirit will speak and finally you will rediscover what God has put in your heart His desires you see what you have done you waited relaxed then you request then you started reading slowly then you rediscover God speaks to you and mainly when God speaks He speaks in a gentle voice he speaks through visions, scriptures. The most of the time I have heard how God speaks is through the word. Suddenly you will be reading, one word will jump out of. Yes? Yes or no? One word will jump and that's your daily manna. One word. Today my word that jumped out, I have read this verse so many times. I memorized it to my dad, you know, when I grew, when I was small. You know, but that word today jumped up again. Be still and know that I am God. I have such a long list of prayer needs, financial needs, you know, breakthroughs, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so anxious and, you know, the, I call the bank, the bank guys are not responding. All those list is... But then they jumped out this word. Be still and know I am God. I took that word. I said, let's go to church. Amen. Let's worship the Lord there with our brothers and sisters. I'm so thrilled. Why? Because that word become alive. You need time. That's why I said this before. Time spent with God is never a waste of time.